Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome to Muskoka on Muskoka Magazine, where passions, purpose, and pursuits collide. I'm Sue Kelly, and for the next 30 minutes, I'll be shining a spotlight on an organization who has created their unique sweet spot in life. This broadcast is coming to you from the Bay's satellite studio at the very cool sweet spot in Gravenhurst, the Sada City Brewery. And today, um, uh, welcoming back is Lynn DeCaro, Executive Director of Muskoka Community Foundation. And uh, this is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I guess it's not really a series, but just just two parts on uh, the Vital Sign Report. We'll get into that in a minute. So if you would like to hear part one, just go to the Hunters Bay Radio website, What's On, and just scroll down there uh, to podcasts, and you can pick up the show from March the 6th. All right. So welcome to the show again, Lynn. Oh, thanks so much, Sue. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you wanted to still hear me chatter you, about. You know what? I just think this is so valuable that I'm delighted that we um, to share more details about this report. But before we begin, uh, so Lynn, what's your sweet spot in life? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, you know, absolutely uh, being just immersed in, in the beauty of Muskoka, right? Everything that Muskoka has to offer. Um, and just the, the, yeah, just nature. And I just, I just love being part of, of my environment that, that you know, surrounds me. I, so many of my guests say the same thing. I mean, your senses are, um, on high alert. Absolutely. Here in Muskoka. Absolutely. And then professionally, it's this work that I get to do with the Muskoka Community Foundation and just meeting so many interesting people wonderful organizations, you know, volunteers, single staff members of a small charity that are just giving everything they have to help and make Muskoka a health, a healthy, vibrant community. And so uh, in my work, uh, I get to meet so many amazing people. So yeah, that's my second sweet spot, I guess. <laughs> you are blessed indeed. Mm-hmm. And so when I first saw this um, vital sign report, which uh, this is the second one. It is. Correct. So uh, when it first came out as a nurse, um, I thought, oh, vital sign. So is this like blood pressure, pulse and respiration? Um, so obviously I knew that it was a way of assessing, well, that is the health of an individual, um, but uh, their health and vitality and how one um, reacts to different stressors in life. And so uh, I'm sure that this uh, vital signs report um, does a deep dive on many um, the holistic areas of uh, the dimensions of a community. So um, what is the vital sign report, Lynn? Well, uh, just going back to what you said about vital signs, it is taking the pulse of our community. It is getting a read on how healthy and vital our community is and identifying some of the impacts of those stressors that our communities face, whether that's uh, looking at community at a higher level, like a municipality or the district as a whole, or whether that's looking at communities within communities, some of our more vulnerable, marginalized groups of, of, of people that live here and, and, and what's, what's impacting them. And then what are the solutions? And if there aren't any solutions, what are the calls to action? to bring people together to f- perhaps discover those solutions. 
Oh, that is absolutely excellent. You know what I think would be a fun way to um, review this report is doing a SWOT. Sure. So I'm looking at the strengths, the weaknesses, the opportunities, and, and threats. And uh, so I know you're good with that, right? <laughs> absolutely. Let, let's, let's have a go. And you know what? If I don't, if you don't mind, you know, one of the things I was so um, uh, impressed with as a strength is like the, all the water we have in Muskoka, like from a geographical little yes. uh, dimension. I mean, I had no idea that we had 679 lakes, 17 river systems throughout Muskoka, and um, how water is so vital mm-hmm. and related to so much, right? Like, yeah. So that leads into tourism, etc. How important the environment is. But that's just one strength. And then, um, so over to you. Okay. Well, you know, it, 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 running a SWOT on the vital signs is a really interesting approach and, and identifying strengths. I think every single section in here really does demonstrate the strengths of our community. At the same time, I we can then easily look at those strengths and look at how fragile perhaps they are or how fleeting <laughs> right? Or, or, or vulnerable yes. those strengths yes. could be. So you mentioned environment, which is really interesting because we all think of Muskoka. We all think of the the windswept tree and the lakes and the rivers, mm-hmm. the docks, mm-hmm. the, yeah, right, the campfires. thinking about it. Everything. Yeah, I love, love it. But when we start to think about where Muskoka is situated geographically, we're considered to be in this land between. So it's kind of the transition point of the farther, the most northern range of southern species and the most southern range for northern species. Wow. So what happens is that it makes us very vulnerable to any kind of climate change, right? And so you talk about water. This has been such an interesting winter when we look at not a lot of snow, but then a lot of snow and then really warm temperatures. And so we start looking at, or not we, but the, you know, our environmentalists that, that take, look out for Muskoka's environment, start thinking about those things. How long is the ice staying in? Is it shorter on average? Is it longer? Mm-hmm. What do some of these heat weather related events, how do they start impacting individuals more? that are perhaps more vulnerable. So then we start looking at the intersections, right? We can't just look at environment alone. Um, when we when we start talking about the strengths and then the p- potential vulnerabilities, then we have to start bringing in other sections within the vital signs report. So our environment is a major driver for the economic health of Muskoka, right? It brings tourism here. It brings people who want to live here and relocate here, brings jobs. But then we have to look at what kind of jobs are those, right? Are they seasonal? How vulnerable are they to any kind of shift or change? And we saw that with the mm-hmm. pandemic oh my goodness, things yes. shut down. So so while we present the, the vital signs report kind of in these silos, they're really not. And you can't, it's really hard. And this is where I kind of geek out a little bit on this sort of stuff is that you really can't look at one thing independently. So... Yeah, really, it's just an interesting way to, to look at Muskoka doing that SWAT because there's always going to be some challenges that are there or that we're just not ready for and we have to be, which kind of brings us up to opportunity, I guess, and and who is there to look out for us, right? How are we able to support those individuals that are there looking out for us? And this report it and, and COVID mm-hmm. has highlighted... Are a you know 
to some extent, our abundances, and, yes. but also the disparities and the gaps in um, in life in Muskoka and the gaps in what's helping people um, um, just live uh, with the assurance that they're going to have food or pay, be able to pay the rent or Absolutely. buy winter clothes for their children or and things like that. Um, I think one of the you know, strengths and weaknesses, one of the weaknesses um, is that we need more affordable housing. Mm-hmm. We need housing. We yes. need actually all levels of housing, but how more important it is that we have attainable or low-income housing um, for our residents, which right. is so key to so many other things. And once you have a home, yeah, you know. And, yeah, and, and absolutely. And then, you know, housing then ties back into that income security that an individual or a household may experience. And, um, you know, we, 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 you know, it's important to consider, you know, the seasonal work, the nature of seasonal work in Muskoka. Um, and you're right, pre-COVID, you know, we, we heard about labor shortages and the, the, the different challenges, uh, you know, post-COVID or during COVID as we're still experiencing, um, you know, it, it's, it's really challenging for some people. Um, you know, things got shut down very quickly in 2020. And, you know, individuals that, you know, were able to manage with their seasonal employment, you know, from, you know, kind of May through October, right, that got extended. And so then there was this uncertainty as to whether or not they'd be able to go back to their job, or now there was no school in. So what does that mean for women who are needing to stay home with children and, and school not being in and all these different factors. And so now you have individuals that, you know, maybe we're getting by, but COVID has really uncovered that, wow, there's a lot of people that are really struggling now. And then we have to be mindful of of that and how we help in, in the recovery phase of COVID and moving forward, right? How we create a stronger community. Yes. And so um, the opportunities um, are, I, some of them we're working on that you're working on and uh, we can uh, focus in that on, on the next part of our show, part two here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, just a great overview on the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Now we're going to do a deep dive. So stay with us, everyone, as we get d- down and dirty into some of the uh, uh, real uh, dimensions of life here in Muskoka. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking to Linda Caro, who is the Executive Director of Muskoka uh, Community Foundations. And I'm Sue Kelly, and you're listening to Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Sweet Spots. I'm Sue Kelly, and my guest today is Lynn DeCaro, who is the Executive Director of Muskoka Community Foundation. And we have just been reviewing the latest Vital Sign Report, which is put out, um, this is the second one that the Foundation has uh, put out, which is, um, gee, a very, it's a thorough, um, holistic report, assessment of how Life is in Muskoka on many different dimensions. And so before we were doing a a quick SWAT, the strengths and weaknesses, opportunities and threats, but we're going to focus in on opportunities now. And Lynn, I was reading in the report about mind aid Mm. here in Gravenhurst. Can you tell us about how how all that happened? Well, so I just want to pick up on what you said about opportunities, Sue. And, you know, it's been really interesting since the spring of 2020, since, since the pandemic, 
we've seen a, a, a shift in our, in our community. There, there's a lot of concern for the well-being of our community and with the residents within our communities. And so I've had a lot of conversations about people who are really shifting their focus to local and how do they support local, which really leads me into a couple great organizations that, um, you know, are just doing such amazing work. And it really speaks to the creativity of Muskoka and our passion and drive to find solutions to problems. Um, and so you mentioned MindAid. So, you know, MindAid came to my attention in, in 2019, and I started having some conversations with Jordy, Jody North, who, who's the executive director of MindAid, about how we might be able to support them in, in the work that they were trying to accomplish. And so for those of you who don't know MindAid, it's a navigation service for young people on their mental health and wellness journey. And so they're not clinicians, but they will connect you with the right services you need, a young person age 29 years and, and, and under, to connect them to the right services they need to become healthy individuals. And we really believe in the work that, that Jody and, and Desiree do at MindAid. And so we've been able to, to connect MindAid with a couple of donors that we work with. And, and one fund in particular was Patricia's Fund. Uh, Patricia's Fund uh, started in uh, 2019-2020. We started uh, having some conversations with Patricia. And uh, she she was retired. She was a former school teacher, spent her, her, her years in, in South Muskoka between Bracebridge and Gravenhurst, and was really looking for a way to continue to support young people, women, and families in the South Muskoka area. And so when MindAid uh, came on our radar, we thought, oh my goodness, this is the perfect fit for Patricia's fund. So we were able to provide a, a, a grant to MindAid to really get them going and, and to help them. So, I mean, they serve all of Muskoka, but, you know, Patricia's fund was focused on South Muskoka. So we were able to designate those funds to help MindAid serve young people in kind of the Bracebridge surrounding area, um, you know, down in the Gravenhurst Kilworthy ride. And so really exciting to see that work. And it's, it's, you know, just going back again to opportunities and strengths. It's so amazing when you have somebody that has the idea and you have somebody that has the willingness to support the idea, whether that's financially, whether that's through mentorship, whether that's through volunteering. And we see that so much in Muskoka. Um, you know, another great example of that, that spirit, that passion and dedication to community and service is GAP. Yes, it is. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, started off as a very simple approach to making sure that their, their neighbors were okay during difficult times. And we've seen what it's morphed into. And we've been really happy to work with, with GAP over the last few years. And again, a couple of our donors are really keen on supporting some of the work they do. Uh, one of our funders helps support uh, the pilot um, transportation program, um, and then at the same time, we're, sometimes we're 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 uh, we have the opportunity to uh, administer national funding uh, programs. And so, in 2020, we had the Emergency Community Support Fund, and it was really to help organizations pivot their approach and their service delivery. And so, we were able to help a number of of uh, organizations ride. Um, you know, gap, uh, mind aid to just help them keep doing that work they're doing slightly differently because of pandemic and social, you know, public health measures, but that, that their work was valued and important and we needed to keep uh, supporting them. So we try to connect them when we can with those opportunities. 
Uh, that's a really positive, uh, wonderful way that uh, uh, community, uh, Muskoka Community Foundation has been able to have an impact uh, right on the ground with so many residents. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just circle back to the purpose for the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, how did it first start? And I know it's a charity for charities. Right. Maybe you could explain that. Well, I think it was 2006 or 2000, early 2007 when, and I'm sure many of you listeners know Gord Dernan. Um, uh, Gord met with a, a few other uh, community members to talk about this concept of a community foundation and what that was and, and, and what that could look like in Muskoka. So we started off very small, very small board of directors. There, were, there was no staff person. Um, I think the first year in 2008, they granted $400 or $800 was their first big granting year. Uh, to how we've grown now, where this 2021, we granted just under $270,000. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. We administer over, you know, $1.5 million in funds on behalf oh my of, of our donors. Um, and, and so, you know, that's part of our work, working with donors, helping them helping them with their 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 gifts, their contributions, their donations to have an impact in the community. And then also um, doing work that we're doing with the report and that, you know, we're, we're, we're highlighting some of the issues and needs within our community. At the same time, celebrating the really unique things that are happening. And so that's one thing we, we tried to do just Sorry, Sue, I know I'm going back to the report, but, okay. but one of the important things for us in laying out this report was not just talking about the deficits of Muskoka, but talking about those positive things, those Muskoka solutions to problems or issues. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind of how we see our work is working with the public, informing them, making them aware, supporting our community partners, charities like Gap and MindAid and Ride Co-op and Big Brothers, Big Sisters, and then working with our donors who have a passion for many of these organizations. So it's helping them as they do their financial planning and, um, you know, creating maybe a family legacy or a family fund. And so it's really just bringing all these things together. Yes. No, um, no work day is ever the same. And uh, you're like a bridge. Yeah, aren't you? a facilitator. Uh, yeah. yeah, a connector. Indeed. And you do all this on 20 hours a week? Yeah, give or take. Give or take. <laughs> and you're the you're the only employee. I'm the only employee. Yes. I have a, a wonderful board of directors mm-hmm. that uh, that really help me out um, and are very supportive, when, especially when I come to them with a new idea saying, we can mm-hmm. do this. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> jump in there. So yeah, I'm very thankful to, to, to the work that they do behind the scenes. And so how can folks get this report? Sure. There's a couple different ways. It's It's on our website, uh, so they can go to muskokacommunityfoundation.com, and on the top kind of of our page, there's a tab for vital signs where they can access the 2018 report, the 2021 report, and then hopefully the 2023 report. Mm-hmm. Um, and Or they can, uh, we are starting to get some hard copies out. We have hard copies available as well. So you can contact me um, at info at muskokacommunityfoundation.ca. Or you can call me at 705-646-1220. I'm happy to mail out a hard copy to you. I'm happy to somehow connect that I can give you multiple copies if you want to share them with other organizations you belong to, or if you want to have them for families and friends at the cottage this summer. Um, 
happy to get them to you. So there's, there's, there's a number of ways. That's fantastic. I am so glad, Lynn, that uh, on the right on the fly, we decided to make um, all of this information into a two-part yes, um, thank you. radio show, uh, because I just think it is that vital. So thank you once again for sharing your passion and the Vital Sign Report and all the wonderful things that are happening in Muskoka. I hope today's show hit your sweet spot and join me um, on Sunday mornings. And if you would like to hear part one of the show, just go online to Hunters Bay Radio, pull down what's on and uh, check out the podcasts and look for sweet spots because we are Muskoka on the Bay, CKAR 88.7 on your FM dial.